Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I want to talk about trends in education and our mindsets as educators. Because here's the thing, when it comes to new ideas and new trends in education, we all run the spectrum. But most of us tend to veer more towards one side than the other. And when I say sides, here's what I mean. Some of us tend to embrace every single new trend or new idea that comes down the pipe. We love everything new and we get you know, frustrated by anything that we consider old-fashioned or from the past. Others of us, however, are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. We get really nervous at some of the new ideas and trends that come down the pipe, and we think, man, are we getting away from these tried-and-true techniques? Are these new ideas truly making things better? And I want you to stop and think right now, what end of the spectrum you fall on more than the other? Now, very few of us are completely on one side or the other, but most of us have a natural bias based on our experience and our background and maybe maybe our age, maybe not. Um, we naturally fall one way or the other, or at least more towards one side of the spectrum than the other. Let me, for example, read off a list of, you know, newer ideas or, you know, topics or debates in education. And I just want you to think, by and large, which side do you fall towards? Do you tend more to embrace the new um, or do you get nervous about new ideas and rather stick with the old, by and large? So here's some of the ideas that I'm talking about. Flexible seating. Genius Hour, Restorative Justice, uh, Getting Rid rid of Letter Grades, um, and Possibly Even Eliminating Grading Altogether, Flipping Classrooms, uh, Introducing Gamification into Learning, or Even Game-Based Learning, Giving Students More Choice Over What They're Learning or How They're Learning, Integrating Technology into the Classroom and into Learning, Personalizing Learning and Differentiation, Student-led classrooms instead of teacher-led classrooms. The concept of being the teacher being a guide on the side rather than the sage on the stage. Project-based learning. Or what about the recent, or not so recent, but, you know, I'm using recent in broad terms, the pushback against rote memory in favor of comprehension. Now, we could... (laughs) We could take apart each of these issues and dive deep into them one at a time. Um, And I'm not trying to say these are all good or these are all not good. The point is that they're all very nuanced. And that's actually the whole point of our discussion today. And that is that amongst this list of ideas... There are some phenomenal ideas. There are some ideas that make me nervous. There are also a lot of ideas that are complex, right? And um, you can't just emphatically say, though, this is a good idea. This is not a good idea. There's elements um, of good. I- there's elements of good in them. There's elements uh, where you need to be careful in them, right? There, there's my point is that new ideas are all over the board, just like 
old ideas are all over the board. So what we want to do today is kind of examine our natural biases. Did you catch, though, as I went through those? Are you more on the side of, um, I love new ideas, um, I'm, I'm very open to all the new ideas, or are you more on the side of, I really like what's tried and true. Um, And maybe you even recognize elements of both. So let's talk a little bit about both sides. And my encouragement, I'm going to share more about my specific encouragements at the end. But our goal at the end of this episode, I'll tell you right now, our goal is to come to the point where we judge all ideas, both old and new, on the merit of the idea itself, not on the fact that it is old or the fact that it is new. And um, some of you might not even need this episode. You might already be right where you need to be. But I know me personally, I fall fall in the danger of um, I like tried and true. And so I get I have a natural resistance I have to overcome before being open to new ideas and trends. That's how I feel. And I'm guessing there's a lot of you out there that are like me. There's also, um, I'm guessing though, a lot of you out there that you have a resistance to older ideas. And we're going to talk about both sides and try to get us all to a place um, where we want to be. So let's start first of all with those of you who are like me. Um, You are hesitant often at new ideas. And I'm not saying that's wrong to be hesitant, um, but that's where you are. Um, So let's talk first of all, why are we sometimes hesitant about new ideas? Well, number one, we're sometimes hesitant about new ideas because we like what's tried and true and has worked for us in the past or has worked for teachers in the past. And we like that. We, We say, you know, this has worked. Why would I change it, right? And that's so that's one reason. Number two, we see a lot of bad ideas either in the past and in the present. And we say, and so that makes us nervous, right? Uh, So we see bad ideas and we say, man, um, I don't want to implement bad ideas, right? And so sometimes, though, we can get biased against all new ideas because of those few that have been implemented. And honestly, though, there have been some really bad ideas. There was a push to, you know, way way back in the day to get rid of phonics. And that was a bad idea. So not all new ideas are good. And so I think some of us see that. And so we have that natural hesitancy towards that. Um, A third reason, I don't know how many of you um, feel this way, but sometimes we can be hesitant about new ideas um, out of a very good concern, and that is a concern that the ideas don't align with a biblical worldview, but that they align with a secular worldview, and uh, that's a very real concern. And then a final concern, if we're really being honest, I know this happens with me a lot, sometimes we hesitate at newer ideas. Because it's hard to change. It's easier to just do what we've always done, to keep doing what we're doing and say it's good enough, right? Or maybe it's even good, but and not to look for something that's even better because we're comfortable where we are. And it takes a lot of work to change. And not only time and actual you know, work work, it takes mental work to examine an idea, to think it through. And to ch- often some of these ideas require a mindset shift. And so that, that's difficult. And so let's just be honest and say it takes work to change. But if you're like me and these, these things I'm saying are resonating with you, here's the truth. The truth is that we are not even in the same age as we were 30 years ago. 
right? Uh, our parents and grandparents grew up in the industrial age, and we are now in the information age. We cannot teach children the same way we did 50 years ago. We just can't. 50 years ago, we were, you know, the education system by and large was trying to produce workers who could do two things. Number one, follow directions, and number two, new facts, And that is totally not how it is now. Facts are now readily available at our fingertips. And we don't, people still need to be able to follow directions. And honestly, I'm a big proponent of still knowing facts. You still need to know things, right? Especially in your field. You can't be looking up basic facts in your field. So believe me, I'm still all for knowing facts, but that is no longer the main goal, right? Now students and adults, right? Think about the work that you do. You have to be able to think creatively, think critically, synthesize, write, um, not just read, but speak and articulate your thoughts. And there's so many m- bigger skills that are necessary. We simp- And it, we are just simply in a totally different age, right? Um, th- we are no longer in the industrial age. We are in the information age. And so we cannot just say what we, what's been working for the last hundred years is still good because it's not. We are in a new age. We have to innovate. We have to change. And honestly, we have a long way to go. Um, the education as a whole has come a long way. But if we're, we're still behind this change. And so there's been a lot of changes, and there are going to need to be a lot of changes. And it's just we have to recognize that we're not in the same age. We have to be willing to um, find and figure out and help and work with our class and figure out what education should look like in this new age. So that's one one piece of truth for us. A second piece of truth is that there are a whole lot of good new ideas. We cannot just do what we've always done and say it's okay. There are so many great new ideas out there, and so we've got to look for them. We've got to we've got to seek them out, and we can't be afraid of them. So, for those of you that are like me and you hit this natural hesitancy towards new ideas, what am I asking you to do? I'm simply asking you to be open to new ideas, and to seek them out. Does that mean you should implement every new idea? Absolutely not. We're going to talk about that in a second. But you should be—you should never dismiss something just because it's new, just because the idea makes you uncomfortable at first. You should look into it more, find out about it more, talk to those who use the idea, and reserve judgment until you've found out more about it, until you've thought about it, from a biblical worldview, see what we, uh, what worldview it aligns with, and maybe even experimented with it in your classroom. So that's my point. Just be open to new ideas and don't just be open, seek them out. Okay, let's talk about the other side of this spectrum. Some of us, and I admit this isn't as much me, but I can totally understand it. Um, some people, uh, some of you, get hesitant about old ideas, okay? You love everything new and you get frustrated when an administrator or a colleague wants to stick with something old. And and the reasons are some of the things we just said, right? You think times have changed. We can't stick with what we've been doing for 50 years. Things have changed. These ideas are old-fashioned. You might think they're not as effective um, as these newer ideas. But here's the truth in this case. Truth number one is that some ideas and principles and truths don't change. 
They're universal. There really are some tried and true techniques that still work today. So just because an idea is old doesn't mean it can't be a good idea. Some old ideas need to die. They really do. But others um, don't. And I also find, too, a lot of times a new idea is really just an old principle repackaged. So I guess my point is don't dismiss everything just because it's older. Some tried and true techniques still work better. Another piece of truth is this. You have to be really careful. Sometimes we think that new equals better. Or we think that technology equals better. You know, if we add tech to it, that equals better. But that's not true. Sometimes adding technology to something just makes it worse or more confusing or more distracting. Um, You can't just add tech and it's automatically better, right? Just because something's new doesn't make it better. There's been every idea was new once, right? Um, And some of them are bad and some of them are good. Um, So we have to be careful not to just kind of blindly uh, just take in all ideas just because they're new. We also have to be careful about the worldview of new ideas. Uh, Not I shouldn't say a lot. Some new ideas have a secular worldview behind them that is incompatible with a biblical worldview. A lot don't, but some do. So we have to always be aware of that as well. So if this is you and you get frustrated by old ideas, my challenge to you is don't dismiss all old ideas and techniques. And to ask yourself if this new idea is truly better or not. So those that's how you want to think about New versus old ideas. So I hope this has been helpful. Let's kind of wrap it all together and talk about what we all should do. So whether you're on one side of the spectrum, whether you're on the other, or whether you do think you find a pretty healthy balance. Here's a few things. Number one, we should all judge ideas, old and new, by the idea itself, not the age of an idea, right? So when a new idea comes along, honestly say, is this a good idea? When an idea that's been around for a long time is up, is under attack, we should ask ourselves, is this still a good idea or is it not, right? So don't defend something just because it's old. Don't attack something just because it's old. Don't embrace something just because it's new. Don't hesitate to try something just because it's new. Does that make sense? Okay, number two Be open to ideas from other eras. And in particular, discuss teaching ideas with other teachers who are not like you in this area. So for example, if you are a younger teacher who is all into every, you know, these trends, you are are on the cutting edge of all the trends. Seek out some older teachers in your building. And instead of getting frustrated by, you know, how old-fashioned they are or how, you know, you feel like they're out of touch with everything that's happening, seek out their wisdom. They probably have a lot of wisdom for having been in the classroom so long that they could impart and share with you. And not that you have to abandon your new and, you know, cutting-edge strategies, but you could incorporate some of their tried-and-true techniques or their tried-and-true wisdom in what you're doing. Older teachers, or if you're like me, I'm, I'm, I don't consider myself older, but I also tend towards uh, liking what's tried and true. Talk to some of the 
newer teachers or the more innovative teachers at your school and ask them, how are you doing that? How does it work? Can you explain that to me? Um, you know, what are some of the benefits that you see in using this strategy? And be open to trying something as opposed to simply being frustrated that people do things different than you because there can be wisdom. There is so much to learn from people that don't think like we do, right? If you're always talking to people that think the same way you do, that that there is something encouraging and helpful and that camaraderie is great. But if you only talk with people who think the same way you do, you're not getting those new ideas and that different perspective. So number one, don't judge ideas based on their age. Number two, be open to ideas from other eras. Number three, experiment, right? If there's an idea that you think, hmm, maybe this could have some merit, try it out. You don't have to commit to do it for the rest of your career. Try it out and see what you think. So I challenge you, if you are hesitant towards new ideas, seek out a new idea to try in the next month or two. And if you um, are hesitant towards old ideas, seek out a colleague, um, ask them for some advice and try out an old idea some time in the next couple months. And then my final uh, piece of advice is simply that we want to have a blend. We want our classrooms and our teaching style to be the best of both worlds. Some of us will naturally have way more newer, cutting-edge, trendy ideas because that's how our personality falls. Some of us will fall more towards traditional, um, tried-and-true techniques, but none of us should be exclusively one or the other. We all want to seek out a blend. We all want to have the best of both worlds. And that's going to look different in every single classroom. But if you're seeking that out, if you have an open mind to both, and once again, you're really being, you're critically thinking about every idea that you bring into your classroom. You're judging it based on its merit, on, on, you know, people's experience, or if there's any research behind it. And then you are actually judging it for yourself. You try it and then you say, did that make it better or worse, right? You experiment with it. You you judge it. You examine it. If you're constantly doing that, your classroom is going to get better and better and better. And it's going to be a wonderful blend of tried and true techniques um, with modern ideas and bringing your classroom into the information age. So I hope these have been some helpful thoughts. I would honestly love to hear your thoughts on this matter. We're going to have the discussion over at teachfortheheart.com slash old or new. That's slash old or new. So hop on over there, uh, leave your comments, and um, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this topic. If you've enjoyed the Teach for the Heart podcast, you can also do us a huge favor by sharing it with a friend. Send them to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. And you can also help us by subscribing to the podcast or on iTunes and or leaving a review of the podcast, which is a great way to help other teachers find it. Thank you guys so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.